0: If you've ever had that panicked thought that you're in serious need of cash and clients now, or worse, been in that headspace for a while, then you're absolutely going to love today's episode. Because the truth is, those thoughts are a breeding ground for scarcity and desperation, which, as you can imagine, isn't exactly the best energy to be in if you're looking to attract high vibe, dreamy clients with cash. But when you're in it, it can be so hard to see a way out of the negative thought spiral. So you can get your head in gear and start seeing more of the results you want, not less. Today, we tackle the practical actions you can take to cultivate an abundant mindset by detaching from the outcome, even when you need clients and money now. I promise, as counterintuitive as this sounds, you're definitely going to want to try this mindset hack out by the end of this episode because you only need to experience it once to be hooked on the life and business changing magic that is detachment. Ironically, it's exactly the thing that does get you cash and clients and now. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. Sarah Baker is a business coach for online entrepreneurs and founder of That Freedom Life, where she helps coaches, consultants, and service providers go from stagnant to standout in their businesses so they can create the freedom and fulfillment they deserve. Sarah, welcome to One Simple Shift. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Yes, I am so excited to talk to you. So can you tell me, I read your bio, but I would love to hear in your own words what it is that you do and why you do it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So as you said, I'm a business coach for online entrepreneurs. So I work mainly with women who have online service based businesses. So coaches, consultants, VAs, online business managers, things of that nature. And I really help them build and scale their businesses in ways that allow them to have a lot of time freedom. So really focusing in on simplifying their strategies, getting them out of that like hustle and overwhelm mode um, so they can start seeing huge progress and huge results without sacrificing their sanity along the way, which I think tends to happen to a lot of us. <laughs>
0: yes, oh my goodness, I love that so much. And I know that freedom peace is such a big part of what you do. Can you talk to me a little bit about how freedom became like such an essential, Part of your business and why that spaciousness is so important to you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, like, macro level, obviously, freedom is everything about why I do what I do. And it's really because the way that I got my start as a coach, I think, like a lot of us, you know, I was working really long hours in a job that I wasn't super fulfilled by or passionate about or anything like that. And Bigger than that, though, I just started feeling really almost like claustrophobic around this idea that I only had, you know, a couple weeks of vacation time every year, mm-hmm. you know, because I had this huge um, desire to travel and travel long term and see so much of the world. And my family lived across the country. So before I knew it, every single year, like years and years would go by and i was using all of those vacation days for like you know weddings and family events and holidays things like that and i was like when am i going to be able to travel and do all of this so i give all that context because obviously that is what led me to be really really passionate about this idea of not trading hours for dollars not sacrificing time for money and so that has really lent itself well into my business and the work that i do with my clients because i think so often People come into this space, you know, the online coaching space or just creating their own business, transitioning into entrepreneurship for the same reason, right? Like they want to get out of that grind, they want to have more freedom. And then they really quickly realize, like, oh my God, I'm now, you know, chained to my laptop, not living the laptop lifestyle. Like I'm working yes. more than ever before. And like that was a hundred percent true for me. So I did end up like quitting my job and buying that one way ticket and so I started this business while traveling full time. So I had to be so intentional about how I was spending my time, you know, because I didn't want to sacrifice <laughs> the travel that I had like worked so hard to finally achieve. And so the first 6 months of my business was really really hard for me because I just was not willing to hustle. Like, I was just like, there's got to be a different way to do this. There's got to be a simpler way to do this. Like, I'm not willing to trade one nine to five for another. And so that's really why, like, this is such a focus for me with my clients, because so many of them are coming to me in that same space where they're like, I am overwhelmed. I'm flustered. I don't know what to do next. I can't sign more clients because I can't even, you know, keep the day to day going as it is, all of that stuff. So that's really why like it's so important because I don't want people to, you know, come into this space with all these ideals of like laying on the beach while PayPal goes off incessantly on their computer <laughs> and then end up locked away in their office for 10 hours a day. So I really just like that is always like at the forefront of everything I do, I have a huge sign on my desk that says simplify. Like that's kind of just the name of the game for me and what I do with my clients.
0: (laughs) Amazing. Oh my goodness. I love that so much because I think that there's such a disconnect in this industry between sort of what's promoted, right? Between that, Mm -hmm. like sitting on the beach with your laptop, watching the PayPal notifications go off Mm -hmm. and then like the actual work that it takes to Get to that point or to build your business in a sustainable way where you can have that moment. And I just don't see enough people talking about like the actual steps that you need to take to get there, right? Like there's almost this like lack of conversation around the fact that like you don't just wake up one morning and all of a sudden that happens. Like there are definitely like there's a lot of mindset work involved, there's a lot of strategy involved, there's a lot of like steps per se to get to that point where that is your reality.
1: Totally. And I think, you know, there is this kind of misconception of, well, I'm just going to hustle, hustle, hustle and burn the candle at both ends because eventually I'm going to hit that point when I don't do any work at all and I make a million dollars a month and blah, 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 (laughs) you know, all that stuff. When in reality, it's kind of like, no, you build in the freedom from the get go. Like Mm -hmm. to your point about building a sustainable business, it's like we go into this with the intention of freedom, because if you're hustling now, you're going to be hustling then. So let's build it in from the very start and go about ways, go about the tactics and the strategies and all that stuff in a way that really like builds in that space from the start, if that makes sense. Totally
0: makes so much sense to me because (laughs) you're right. Like the way you build it from the get go is like the way you're going to live it when you get to that point, you know, mm-hmm. like there's, there's not going to be a moment where all of a sudden you are, you know, making the income and you have the type of business you want. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, like now I'll build in the freedom. Now, <laughs> now, I'll now I'll create space for all the other stuff, you know? So exactly. if you aren't building it in all along, it makes that shift so much harder later. So like start now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Totally agree. So can you tell me, what is the one mindset shift that's changed everything for either you or your
1: clients? So as with everything, it's it's twofold. Yeah. So it is one shift, but it's kind of like, it's built into two. So what I mean by that is like the one simple shift that made a huge difference for me was detachment and really just learning to detach from individual outcomes. So for example, detaching from the need for this specific discovery call to convert, you know, and detaching from the need to have a hundred people in this challenge, if I'm going to convert them into clients, things like that. But the kind of twofold piece to that is really realizing that in order to get to that place, you have got to master a abundant mindset because you cannot have one without the other. Oh, yeah, that's so good. And
0: I think like especially important probably for your people because they're so focused on living this abundant lifestyle so that they can travel and they can do Mm -hmm. all of those kind of things. But of course, that's twofold in the way that they also have to make an income, right? Mm -hmm. They also have to make a living and have the money that sustains that and fuels Mm -hmm. that. So I'm sure that that brings its own set of challenges with it.
1: Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And I think that, you know, a lot of like detachment isn't, you know, this incredibly profound thing that no one's heard about before. But I do think, you know, I was definitely that person where I was like, okay, so how do I detach from making this sale when I really need to make this sale? You know what I mean? (laughs) I have rent that's due. I have bills to pay. I have all of these things. So like, what in the hell do you mean detach? Like, there's no way I can do that. Um, And so what I had to really realize is 100% there's that practicality, but also really just fundamentally understanding that you can't do anything if you're rooted in scarcity because then you're rooted in panic, right? And you're just kind of coming at things from the wrong direction. So what I mean by abundance isn't really that like, and you know, hey, I love all the woo-woo stuff, but It's not that airy fairy, like, let me spend money I don't have and just think abundant. And then, you know, I don't have to do the work and I don't have to make the sale and, you know, things like that. But what it's really doing is just getting yourself into that place of calm, that place of there's more than enough where this client came from. I can have three people or 300 people in this challenge. It only takes one to make the sale. Just really putting yourself in that really rooted, grounded place of, certainty and knowing that whether it's this or the next one, it's still going to happen. I will still arrive. I will still get the results, things like that. So doing the abundance practice beforehand is really just meant to like get you out of that stress, that panic, that desperation, things like that, so that you can show up more fully better serve from a higher place, which will inherently get you those actual like tangible results. And I know that that's like hard to hear if you are in that place that I was just talking about that I was in where you're like, right, but I also am making no money. So how the hell do I do that? So and we'll talk about obviously, like how to do that. But that's kind of the context there.
0: (laughs) Totally. And I think that You know, it's kind of one of these things where, as you mentioned, it's so annoying when -hmm. you're in it because when you're in it, you're just like, okay, yeah, I get it. Like, I get all the things. I understand the reasoning behind it. Like, I get why that would be important. But, like, you just don't, like, you're not understanding me right now. Like, you you don't know the position I'm in, right? Like, our brain loves to do that. Like, yeah, yeah, it might work for you, but it's not going to work for me. Mm -hmm. Or, like, you just don't get it. You don't understand. And I think that, like, that's the place like our brain so wants to default to in this situation because you're like yeah but practically like practically how does that look like what do I do you know so I think that that kind of like abundance mindset that you're talking about when there's like that much charge around like Mm -hmm. I I get where you're coming from but I, I can't do it or it's not possible for me like what do you recommend when we're kind of like in that boat when we can't even like acknowledge the fact that
1: there's like an abundance mentality available to us? So something that I like to call bridge the gap, right? And I think that this is something where people kind of get stuck in mindset work a little bit, where it's like, maybe they are like, in the process of not being able to pay their rent. And so they're going to go affirm themselves with these abundance affirmations and things like that. You just can't get there from there. Like Esther Hicks says mm-hmm. that all the time. Like you just can't get there from there. So first things first, you have to just take away the charge. So when you're in that overwhelm, panicked kind of state, like you're in that fight or flight state, you can feel it in your body. It's just this overwhelming sense of anxiety and you know stress, all of that good stuff. And just you have to kind of logically get yourself bought into the idea of nothing good can come from that, <laughs> you know? So it's like, and <laughs> yeah. something that I tell my clients all the time, which I'm sure <laughs> they eye roll me every single time, but it's true is, yeah, it is hard. It's hard to think abundantly when you're not feeling abundant. So you have to try hard, right? Like you have to try hard to change that. And that means doing this daily work. So first take away the charge, and I like to do this in a journal simply because I think it's really important to, especially when things are becoming a super big deal and you're very charged around it and you have a lot of stress around it to externalize it. Right. Because the more and more it's in our minds, the bigger and bigger and bigger it's going to get. And you really can't bring that like logical piece of your brain to it because you're just stuck in that kind of emotional tailspin. (laughs) Um, So if you have a journal, I always recommend like at the very top of the page, Just vent, just like write it out. Like, where are you at right now? Like, why are you so, you know, why are you feeling so in scarcity? Like, what are the bills that are piling up? What are you really, really, really worried about? Like, what's going on? Just write it all down, get it all out. And I always encourage people because the root of scarcity, obviously, is fear. Like play out these fears, just put it all out there so that you can look at it, right? So it's not this scary thing that's like hiding away in some dark corner. It's, hey, this is actually what would happen and nine times out of 10. It's really not as bad as you're making it up to be in your mind. So just get all of that out, externalize all of those fears, all of those things. And then just start reaching for like very general statements and thoughts that are trending in a just generally positive direction. So what I mean by that is you're not going to go from, I have zero dollars in my bank account to, it's fine if I don't make this sale because there's more than enough where that came from, you know what I mean? But really start getting like practical and just kind of start talking yourself off that ledge for lack of a better word. Like, so you know, nothing is nothing bad is going to happen to me right here, right now. You know, there are millions of people out there who need what I have to provide and I just have to tap into that. All I need to worry about is my right next step. You know, like just kind of those general statements that are just trending in a more positive direction. And it's really just like giving yourself kind of that like bring you back to reality moment to like get you out of that like panicked state. And I always encourage people like write those general statements until you like legitimately feel that sense of relief in your body, like where you can kind of feel like, okay, like this is not like my world is not going to end tomorrow. I'm not going to die. Like we're going to be okay for the next hour, you know, (laughs) like all of that. And then kind of start reaching for more positive thoughts from there. So then you can start bringing in some affirmations, reaching for some more hopeful statements, you know, things like that, that are really trending toward the positive. And then hopefully by the end, you're going to be able to get really into those specifics of feeling really abundant, feeling really excited about the possibilities, you know, reinforcing those really positive beliefs with evidence of all the success that's around you, all the abundance that's around you. So why not you, you know, things like that, that are really, really empowering. Then once you kind of get yourself through that exercise, Then you're gonna feel a lot more detached, right? And like so that's kind of like that's Mm -hmm. that pre-work, that prime the pump thing that Esther Hicks always says that you need to do kind of before you put that detachment into practice, because then you're gonna be able to show up like on that live stream, on that sales call, whatever. From such a better headspace than if you have just opened a bill that you don't know how to pay, and then you start thinking, "My business isn't working. There's not enough people. No one sees my stuff. What's it all for?" Blah 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 blah, and you know how that goes. <laughs> Does that oh, all make totally. sense. Totally. <laughs>
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that so much because I think, you know, you're almost giving yourself the space to allow the mental spiral to happen Mm -hmm. and then take a step back and be like, but this actually isn't that Mm -hmm. bad, right? Like this actually doesn't mean all of the things that I'm making it mean Mm -hmm. in this moment. It's just that it seems so heavy right now. Like Mm -hmm. it seems so like so impossible. Like there's no way out. And then when you get it down on paper, when you're able to actually acknowledge those thoughts instead of just, like, trying to resist them in your own head, Mm -hmm. you're able to, like, process them and choose a different thought. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just, like, so important in just shifting those thoughts, right? right? And just acknowledging them, just knowing that they're there um, is the first step to really being able to shift them. And then, of course, the other part that you mentioned, which is not only do you shift that thought, but you've shifted the feeling Mm -hmm. as well, right? You've shifted the emotion behind it. So it's so much easier to show up from that place where it's not quite as panicked, where it's not quite as charged because not only have you shifted the thought, but you've shifted the feeling too. Yep, exactly. Being an entrepreneur can be a lot like riding a roller coaster. When you have that steady stream of clients, it's thrilling and you're on top of the world. But when your bank balance is on the way down, it can feel like the scariest moment of your life. However, it's those thoughts that are creating the exact experience you're having, whether that be positive or negative, and contributing to the actions you take next. I mean, when things aren't looking so hot, it's easy to make your current situation mean that you're never going to be able to get another client ever again, or that you're going to have to move back in with your parents or go back to a soul-sucking full-time job, or you can spend that time and energy you're using to stress and obsess as the lighter fluid you need to get more of the results you do want. If you're struggling to get out of your own way, get off the hamster wheel of self-doubt and make money in your biz, and then go ahead and book one of my totally free Master Your Money Mindset coaching calls. Together, we'll get to the root of your biggest money mindset challenge, so you can start making more of it now. Book your session at amandajoyceweber.com slash moneymindset. I only do three of these each week, so grab one before they're gone. I know personally my scarcity thoughts always came right before bed, Mm -hmm. and it was almost like a habit, right? Like even – I noticed like even as things got better right I would still have it had become like so ingrained in me so much of like part of that like routine that it just kept showing up again and again and I was like okay like this is when you know it doesn't make sense anymore right this is when you know that like it's just like my brain's default is to freak out (laughs) because it made sense when I was like actually like nervous that I wouldn't be getting more clients or that there wasn't more where this came from and all of that kind of stuff. But when it didn't make sense was when things were actually good, when things were getting better, when I was actually landing clients. Um, And that was like a big eye opener for me and like a huge red flag because I realized, okay, like I can't live in this state, right? Mm -hmm. If like, if my circumstances are changing, but I'm still living in the mental state of scarcity and freaking out and being panicked all the time, then That's never going to get better. That's never going to change unless I shift it, unless I do the work to shift that thought, essentially.
1: Hunter, that's so funny that you said that because it always comes to me. um, I almost always wake up in the middle of the night um, for at least... I don't know, half hour or so, I have trouble going back to sleep. And that's when those thoughts always come up. And, you know, to your point, you know, and this is why this is so important. This is why mindset work in general is so important is like, you're never gonna like, get it done, and then just be done with it. You know, it's like, so
0: important to
1: understand that, like, you know, I even just got off a call with a client today and she's feeling on top of the world. And like, we, you know, she was feeling kind of shitty last week and like now she's feeling so much better. And one of the things I said to her was, you know, do not take your foot off the gas with this daily mindset work that got you here, you know, like just because things are good does not mean that you let up on it. (laughs) And so sure enough, you know, I actually funny, just almost exactly like what you said, you know, things are good. Uh, you know my business is doing really well, but you know, just a little side story. I am celebrating. I just bought a new car, and that happened last Woo! week. Yes, I know. I'm so excited. Um, but you know, I was waking up in the middle of the night, and it was just completely illogical thoughts. But it was just those fear based, you know, scarcity. Like, oh God, you know, was that the right thing to do? And you know how it goes. It's just it makes no sense. But I.
0: Still, Absolutely. I
1: sleep with a journal by my bed because it's like I just know when this comes up, do this work. Hundred percent. It's not worth like taking yourself through it. It's not worth, you know, just trying to beat those thoughts back down. I just know, like, for me, this exercise, it's something that I've done forever and it's something that I will continue to do, like, even right in the moment where it's just like I i am not like negotiating with fear anymore (laughs) you know like it's like I have these tools that I need to do and I'm squashing this right now and like that's my probably biggest piece of advice because something that probably contributed to me staying stuck in my business longer than I needed to was thinking like oh I know like I have all the tools and I know what to do and blah 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 but not doing them in the moment, <laughs> you know, and it's just like anything right? like the more you practice it, the better it'll be. And a hundred percent, like I would say 90% of the time I'm in abundance and I, I'm rocking the mindset and I'm doing really well, but that it's never, ever going to be hundred percent perfect a hundred percent of the time. So it's not enough to just like have the tools you have to do the work, <laughs>
0: Totally. And I think that's so important because I think a lot of us intellectually understand these concepts. Like, we understand, yeah, journaling will make me feel better. Yeah, I'm sure writing out those thoughts would probably make me feel better. But there's a difference in knowing, like, intellectually that this is going to work and actually, like, doing the work, you know? Like, there is something to be said for sitting down and taking out your journal and writing out all of those thoughts and actually physically taking the action. And I think that's the part of mindset work that a lot of us like to skip out on <laughs> it's a lot of a lot of us like to be like yeah yeah I know how it works I'm reframing my thoughts it's fine <laughs> but like actually doing the work actually writing things out mm-hmm. actually taking that 10 minutes even though it's fucking annoying mm-hmm. and it's in the middle of your day and you'd rather do something else <laughs> but to like catch yourself in the moment rather than letting it like fester, because let me tell you, these thoughts, they only get bigger. (laughs) And they only like show up more often when you try to squash them back down. 100%. And it's
1: kind of like, this is especially true with abundance, right? Because like, what do we see and deal with and think about almost more than anything else? Money. Every time you buy something, every time you pay a bill, like that's, it's so it's like, you have to be doing this work and putting this work like, as high of a priority as you are money. (laughs) If you want money, like this has to be a priority. And that's kind of like, why, what I said before, where it's, you know, yeah, it is hard. So you have to try hard to change that. And you have to kind of get yourself to that point where you are just no longer willing to tolerate feeling like shit. (laughs) You know, like, for me, it's like, and it and i totally under, and it just takes some time to get there but if you can when you start spending more time in that place of feeling good your tolerance for feeling bad is just going to get less and less and less and less and so that's where you know whereas before I would be, you know, laying on the couch, drinking a glass of wine, binge watching Gilmore Girls being like, yeah, I know I could do some mindset work to make myself feel better, but I'm gonna (laughs) drink my mindset work instead, you know? Whereas now I'm just like, I have so little tolerance for feeling bad, for feeling out of alignment, for feeling scarcity, just because like, it feels so shitty, right? Like I freaking hate feeling anxious and stressed out and all that stuff. So I'm just like, you know, selfishly, I just like do not put up with it anymore. And that's kind of I think we all get there eventually, but you know, if I if anyone's listening and they're kind of in that aforementioned um binge watching with wine place, just hurry up the process for yourself <laughs> because I
0: I loved that so much when you said that because I was like, oh yeah, we've oh, all been yeah. there.
1: Right? <laughs> so
0: good. Oh, amazing. Uh, So, I think like, so intellectually, we know that we're trying to get ourselves to a place of abundance. We're trying to detach from exactly how this like next sale or this next paycheck comes from. But, like, how do we basically bridge the gap between the journal exercise and then like how that's actually showing up in our life?
1: So, I would say some practical examples would be. Like you just said, so detaching from the how, right? So when you're doing your content, when you start writing it out and you're like, I don't know, is anyone going to resonate with this? Am I saying the right thing? Things like that. So where the abundance and the detachment comes in there is really just reminding and reaffirming to yourself, like this will resonate with the right person because there's more than enough of those people out there that I'm able to help you know what I mean like there's more clients where that came from there's so much abundance out in the world you know so tactically I think that's where it shows up the most and it's really just reminding yourself of it constantly and I think the more like I wish there was a super like cheat sheet or hack or something to where it's like, oh, we do this journal exercise and then we never worry about it, you know, throughout the day. But it's just one of those things where you'll eventually catch yourself sooner and sooner. Um, So maybe when you're doing your weekly content, for example, it doesn't take you until you're, you know, three posts in and six hours deep to finally drop that perfectionism and that need for, you know, this one post to be the post and if this one's not perfect then the clients aren't going to come and my business is going to fail, you know, and all of that whole tangent that you go down. You totally. just kind of start to catch yourself sooner. And so maybe if you're in the beginning of your business and you're on a discovery call and you just start to be like, oh, did I say that right? Did I do that right? Like That didn't go as well as I wanted it to. Instead of letting yourself spiral out for a few hours after that and really like killing your momentum, you'll just start to catch it sooner and just really remind yourself, hey, I trust myself. I trust that. I said the right thing that they needed to hear at that time. And if they're right, then it'll be right. And if they're wrong, then that's more space for the right person to come in. So I think those are practically like where it shows up the most, obviously with sales and then definitely with like content and how many comments do I have? How many likes do I have? And, you know, really not letting that mean anything because why would you want to build those rules for yourself of, I have to have 500 people signed up for this challenge in order to have a successful business. Why not detach from the how, right? Like, if I have 10 people sign up, I only need one to really make a conversion. So that sounds good. And that takes a lot of pressure off. You know what I mean? And it's like, why not decide that it gets to be easy for you because you're abundant and you don't care how the clients come in. You just know that they are right. (laughs)
0: Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I think like two things that you mentioned there that really stood out to me was this like element of trust, I think is super important, also super annoying, but super important because I think that like So much of this work is really like putting that trust back in yourself to take the right actions, to trust that you are meeting people where they're at and that you are going to find and sign the people that are like perfectly suited to you and perfectly suited to your expertise. Like there's a lot of faith that you're just putting out there. That all of these things are going to work out, you know, and I think that I, you know, in hindsight, I've seen evidence of that. I've seen evidence of how, you know, it just all works out exactly how it was supposed to. And I think that also makes it so much easier moving forward. Right. So that we, you catch, as you were saying, when you catch yourself, when you find yourself being like, oh no, like, I don't want to go back to that place. It's also that element of trust. Well, like Mm -hmm. it's always worked out in the past, you know, like it's always, I've always found myself back to this abundant space. I've never stayed in this scarcity space for that long. I've always been in abundance for so much longer. So I just trust myself to get back to that place. And Then that relieves so much of the pressure, which was the other thing that you brought up. Which is just that when you're not constantly beating yourself up, that you didn't like meet these arbitrary like rules or guidelines you've set for yourself, that like, oh no, I need to get 10 likes or this will Mm -hmm. never be successful or so many people have to opt in or this would never be successful or I have to have X many calls or, you know, when you start putting those kind of rules in place that like honestly are based on nothing but like our own self babble, (laughs) then it becomes so much easier to actually see how the pieces are working together all along right and it kind of relieves this pressure on any one thing to convert any one thing to be the make or break because you realize that like everything that you're doing is all working towards Mm -hmm. that abundance is all working towards that next client that next result you want and it's not any one thing that's make or break
1: instead of that one thing it's having that abundance to be like how exciting is it to look at all of these different things, all of these different ways that people can come in, right? Like all of these different ways that people can learn more about me and build a relationship with me. Like that was something, just a little game that I used to love playing with myself would be to kind of like, play out those stories in my mind of like, what if that person just randomly clicked on that challenge I did a while back and she watched all the videos and she spent the last three months watching everything, consuming all my content. She could message me tomorrow ready to sign up. Wouldn't that be so fun? Right? So it's kind of like, And like, that's how it works. Exactly. (laughs) Which everyone here who's listening and who's brand new in business, like, I know how annoying it is to hear that, but 100% just like, trust us. (laughs) Like, that's how it works.
0: (laughs) I know. Honestly, like, and I say this to clients all the time, I'm like, and then you have to detach. Mm -hmm. And I know it's the most fucking annoying thing on earth, but you've you've got to learn to do it. (laughs) Because, like, and I understand, like, I the only reason I say it's yeah. annoying is because I've been there, right? Like, I've been in the place where the practical actions aren't matching up with all the mm-hmm. things I want to believe in yet. And I think that, like, the detachment piece is you see it happen mm-hmm. once, right? Like, you see it happen in one instance, and then all of a sudden, like, right. something clicks for you, you know, where you're like, Oh, that was because I detached yes. from the outcome, you know? <laughs> and then it makes it, of course, it makes it so much easier to recreate because you know what that feeling feels like and you can anchor back mm-hmm. into that again. But it but it can be annoying. So I think if you can just understand that this is one of those things that can be like kind of frustrating to get down at first just because of like all those thoughts that are going through your head that are mm-hmm. based in practicality, but know that like it will happen once. You'll detach once and then you'll see what you wanted show
1: up for you and you'll be like, oh, that was it. Like that was the piece that totally. made the it's difference. It's just kind of like to your point about trust, like just trust that this is temporary. You know? Like if you went out and you've never run a mile in your life and you want to sign up for a marathon, like and you go out and you run your first, you know, 5k or something, and it feels really hard, and it feels really uncomfortable. Inherently, you know, in your logical mind, you're like, yeah, you know, that was a little uncomfortable. But I know if I keep running, and if I keep practicing, and I keep doing this weekend and week out, I'm gonna get better. And I don't know why it's so hard to kind of like make that connection with mindset work. But it's the same thing with your business, right? It's like, can you just trust that, It's just like running a marathon, right? It's like, yeah, it's going to feel uncomfortable. It's going to feel hard. You're going to question it. You're not going to be sure. But you will know just like you will with the running analogy. Like if you just keep practicing and if you just keep showing up and if you just keep flexing those muscles it's going to get easier. So like, it's okay that it's uncomfortable because it's temporary, right?
0: (laughs) Totally. And it's funny you mentioned that analogy because Mm -hmm. like I've run marathons before and there's always this, this moment in your training plan where the half Mm -hmm. marathon becomes the training for the full marathon. Right. And it's always crazy to me because there was a moment where the half Mm -hmm. marathon was the goal, right? Like it was like, I'll never be, run 13.1 miles like you're insane like that's just ridiculous and then you set out and your like Saturday training run is like right. 13.1 miles and you're like cool I'm doing a training mm-hmm. run today <laughs> and it's just like so it's funny how that like up level happens because the thing that you once thought was going to be so hard was so difficult you couldn't get your mindset on board mm-hmm. for it. you didn't think it would ever be possible becomes the like Saturday oh, morning gosh. jog uh, you yeah know? i
1: like, <laughs> I don't know what it is about running in business, but there, I mean, so I've done some, I haven't done a full marathon, but I've done some half marathons and it, you're a hundred percent right. Like, so I don't know if like running's the answer, but <laughs> it's just one of those because you can really just, because <laughs> it's really like it's funny if you compare it to business, because it would be like thinking, you know, if you're two weeks into training and you're like, oh, Running five miles is just too hard. Like, I suck. I'm never going to be able to run more than this. And just deciding, like, you're just not meant for it and you quit and you give up. Like, people don't do it. Like, you just understand inherently with something like exercise or anything else it just takes a little time to get better. It's like you don't go to your first day of freshman classes at college and then be expected to, like, ace your PhD thesis the next day, you know? But, like, in those situations, we're okay with it. We're okay with the timeline. But with this, it's like, oh, my God, I'm three weeks in and it feels really hard. Like, I suck and this is horrible and I need to give up. And it's like, no, no, no. (laughs) Like, bring it back to reality. (laughs) Right? And like that mm-hmm. point is the difference maker,
0: right? Like it's it's almost like that decision point where you're like, okay, well, I can either decide that yeah. I suck and this is never possible for me and I can like stay exactly where I am or I can decide that right now it's really mm-hmm. fucking hard and one day it's not going to be so hard. I remember, so when we first moved out to Denver, I moved in with Brian. He had started his job like sooner. um, So he had been out here a month or two and he got a car that was a stick shift because that's always what he had driven. And it was like, well, I don't need a car right now. I work from home. So I had to learn how to drive stick shift. And I was like, I remember those moments and like it was worse than learning to drive like as a teenager because I was like terrified I was gonna roll the car down like backwards down a hill or I was gonna forget to put the e brake up or like it was like terrifying all over again. But I just remember that moment where I'm like, okay, well, I can either never drive anywhere, (laughs) buy my own car, neither of which I wanted to do, or I can just fucking learn this and know that it's gonna be hard right now, but I'm gonna figure it out. And like that first drive I went for, where I was like by myself and like driving
1: the stitch shift car all by myself I was like this is amazing I did it (laughs) like look at how you had to detach from the outcome there right like you didn't know how you were gonna figure it out you just trusted that like if you just kept trying like you weren't sure what the how was gonna look like but you would end up figuring it out right (laughs) so it's the same thing it's like that like you said you know that detachment It's all about trust, but you can't get to that place of trust unless you're coming from that abundant mindset. Like if you got in that car and you're like, no one ever learns how to drive stick. I'm never going to learn how to drive stick. Like this is, you know, just impossible. And unless I just do it this one way, there's no way it's going to work out. You know, (laughs) you wouldn't be able to do that. But if you're like, tons of people learn how to drive sticks. People drive sticks every single day. Like there's no reason why I can't do that too. And then you detach and then it happens. I'm like the queen of analogies if you haven't. Totally. (laughs) I'm like, these are so good. We could keep going. You want to talk about skiing (laughs) I think, you know, talk about another simple shift, but like, I think something that's so powerful because this online space, I think it's, I don't know, it's a unicorn industry, you know? And it's just like, if you, the more you can Mm. normalize things that are happening online. And I think it's like, because it's so personal, right? Like it's so personal to us. We're on top of each other all the time. It's, you know, so much about us and our personal brand and our values and integrity and alignment and, you know, all of that stuff. I think that's why it all feels so charged. But then it's like the more that you can normalize it by like, Pulling it back to those real world analogies, it can just help you kind of take that back to your business and be like, okay, so this is not the end of time if I do this post wrong or if there was a typo in that email, you know?
0: Oh my gosh, I'm the queen of typos, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, totally. I totally agree. It's like, it's never the end of the world. And I think like just that shift of being able to, to Detach and be like, okay, it's not the end of the world. This isn't the only way people are coming in. This isn't necessarily. It doesn't have to be how my next client is coming in. There doesn't have to be all this charge around it. It just makes you so much more available to see more of the results you want.
1: Honestly, Mm hundred percent. You just have to trust. Like, I just have to keep putting one foot in front of the other and like keep showing up. And you know, because it's always that kind of the balance between you can't think it into existence, right? But you also can't just action your way there. But I think that abundance and detachment comes from like, if I just know that I'm taking these right next like inspired action steps, I'm just giving these people so many different ways to come in, you know? So it's kind of like tying that together. Yes. Oh, I love that. So good. Um, so Sarah, if
0: people love what they heard from you today, where can they find you?
1: So they can find me at www.thatfreedomlife.com. That is my website where I have all sorts of long tangent stories about what I do and why I do it and all that good stuff. Um, (laughs) You can find me on Instagram at Sarah Lynn Baker and that's S-A-R-A-H-L-I-N-N-B-A-K-E-R or my online Facebook group at that Freedom Life Society. So that is where I do lots of like weekly live trainings. They get all of the early bird pricing and freebies and all of that stuff first. So you definitely want to be there.
0: (laughs) Amazing. All right, you guys heard it. Go check her out over there. And thank you so much for joining us today, Sarah. Thank you. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift.